Awesome. Uh, thank you for uh, doing the interview on your birthday. Um, so let's just go ahead and get started so we can go ahead and get it out the way. So I know you want to get back to your festivities. But uh, no, thank you so much. I'm cool, bro. <laughs> I thank you for taking the call, though. But, yeah, most definitely. Definitely. So uh, thank you so much for doing this interview with us. First, I want to start off by asking you, uh, how's life going? Life is amazing. Um, I cannot complain at all. Again, I woke up today on my birthday, fortunate enough to see another year. Um, I just got off of an incredible tour on my home Dakota to friend. That was extremely life-changing. Um, life is clear, you know. It's, 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 life is truly clear. I, I can see clearly what my purpose is. So I feel amazing. That's awesome. And um, you just mentioned that you got off tour with Coda the Friend uh, with the uh, Flowers for My Friends tour. Could you tell us a bit about, like, how that was? You said it was a, a life-changing experience. Like, what exactly happened for that to be a life-changing experience? Yeah, absolutely. What made the tour a life-changing experience was um, just the fact that it was the quality of people that we were on the tour with as far as, like, the actual tour team, um, the tour manager, the merch guy, my DJ homie, uh, the driver, everybody, like the whole core team. There's only like six or seven of us, but we just were like, it was an incredible team of like positive people. Like there wasn't one argument, one, you know, no negative energy at all. And then the quality of the people was just top level, just rich, you know. Um, every crowd was super receptive you know, getting off stage, talking about God, and um, just being able to just truly be who I know I'm put here to be, and then being just received and, and, and at some point praised for it, you know, it was just super, super dope, and yeah, it just showed me too, like, what you can, how, how many fans and the type of fan base and type of tours, the type of just career, long-lasting career you can have and build by making music that's like healing to people, you know, so that it was just, it was, it was really inspiring. That's awesome. And uh, could you tell us which city was your favorite to um, perform in? Hmm. My favorite city to perform in on the tour would have to be, I keep wanting to say, so yeah, it probably was San Francisco. One, because it was like the biggest show. It was so many people. Um, it was a lot of people, and it was sold out. Um, and the energy was just super, super dope. You know, like, they were extremely, like, loud and turned up and came and bought yeah. all the merch. And, yeah, it was just so fun. So it would probably either be, it would be probably the Bay or Denver, without a doubt. Nice. And um, let me get into this. So you have your new single, Sagan and bragging um you released the visual today could you tell us a bit about what you wanted uh the visual to kind of uh what you wanted your fans to get out of the visual what what kind of display you wanted them to get from that absolutely um yeah so with the talking and bragging visual i really just i really just wanted to get off um a real like simple minimal but like fast-paced visual that's why we have, like, the screen in the background showing, like, Huey P. Newton showing the Chris Rock, Will Smith moment, you know. Uh, I really wanted people to be able to pay attention to what I'm saying on the song because, like, there's so many bars 
on the record mm-hmm. um, that I really wanted people. That's why I kind of wanted the video to be simple, if you will, but still like yeah. captivating as possible. But I really wanted people to be really more focused on what I'm saying, um, which is why we were doing our best to like play out some of the lyrics with the um, screen behind me. Um, and yeah, I really just wanted to get people geared up with like, this is my first release with my Rostrum, new Rostrum partnership and just kind of getting them ready for what's to come, you know, leading with, leading with, our best foot, but not giving them everything that we got, you know, in the can. You know what I mean? So kind of just like a warning shot. That's what Sagan and Bragg was. Yeah. And you have a uh, release coming in January um, next year with Pardon Me. Uh, this, will be from, this will be on Rostrum Records, I believe, as well. Correct? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so... How, like, how do you feel about the project, and what should people expect uh, with with this new album? Yeah, so the new album, uh, City, will be coming out on CLRD, ENT, Color ENT, Slash Rostrum Records, um, and mm-hmm. I'm just super excited about the album and people to hear it. I'm, I'm big on, like, theme albums and albums where, like, you could just press play on the first record and just kind of go go for a ride and that's what this album mm-hmm. is and does for me everything from uh the record with t-pain i don't know if i should say like all the speeches and whatnot but i got like some great great features and great producers on there i got the homie mm-hmm. hit boy on there my guy mars on there the homie camper um my homegirl alex vine um tish hyman <laughs> Yeah, we got some, like, incredible moments on this album. And I really just think that it's going to, like, fuel people when it comes to, like, rap and hip-hop music again. You know, I think there's a lot of, which is dope. You know, you got the music that serves the purpose that it does in hip-hop. But there's, Mm -hmm. there's there's, like, a void and a lack when it comes to, like, actual subject matter and, and storytelling and, you know, rap songs that make you like want to get emotional make you want to cry you know what i mean um, I, I i know we embody that on this album city so i'm just excited for listeners to be able to to hear that and experience it yep sounds really dope and i just want to ask you this question uh so i see that it's that uh it's caught in the youth i thought that was really dope could you explain that title because it's the new album called city but it's it's saying that the the meaning is caught in the youth. And I thought that was really dope. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so the acronym C-I-T-Y definitely stands for caught in the youth. But it's like a double right. entendre because my cousin, my cousin, rest in peace, his name is City. Um, he was like my best mm-hmm. friend, like my brother. And so the whole theme of the album is based on him. But... Like I said, the whole, the message behind being caught in the youth is just sometimes, like, sometimes we find ourselves as we continue to grow and develop and age, like, caught in the past, caught in the youth, caught in good or bad. Sometimes we just be, you got people that just, you know, constantly trying to relive moments from their past, and sometimes Mm -hmm. you can do that to a fault. 
you know, sometimes you'd be holding on to past things that's actually holding you back. Like they could have been high moments or low moments, but they're they're old moments regardless. You know, they're like moments yeah. that came and went. And I had to learn to not be caught in the youth. You know, when my cousin passed, I found myself being caught in the youth a lot, just thinking of our memories, thinking of the experiences that we had. Um, I feel like him transitioning prematurely like he did was responsible yeah. for him, like had a lot to do with him being either caught in the youth. Um, you know, yeah. so a lot of times we could just find ourselves being caught in the youth and not realizing it, you know, stuck to generational curses and different things that we're not breaking. And so uh, that was what the album theme I wanted it to hit on, you know, different moments of being caught in the youth, whether we're talking about cream of wheat, whether we're talking about being proud, um, you know, whether we're talking about being feeling protected as a black man, um, just all these different moments are on the album that I'm excited about. I want to ask you this. Um, as far as the people that you work with for this album, you just mentioned so many, um, like, just dope people. Tell me, who was your favorite to work with? <laughs> um, my favorite person to work with on the album, I can't really necessarily say I had a favorite, you know, because okay. every moment, yeah, every moment with each creative, like, served the proper purpose. You know, it's like, it's almost like you, it's almost like you having like making some food. It's like you making gumbo, but <laughs> not, there's not a key, there's not a one ingredient that makes, that's my favorite. All of it's my favorite together. You know, if that makes sense, you know, the gumbo ain't going to be the gumbo without the crab legs or without the, you know, the turkey <laughs> sausage or whatever it is you putting it in there. You get what I'm saying? So every single creative from camper, so again, Hit Boy, the homie um, Casting, the homie Do Better, Mars. Anytime I create with any of these guys, it's like I'm having an incredible time doing it. You know, I think the Alex Bond experience was dope because I caught her early. You know, we we made the record that we made before she was even signed, or you know, even with her team that she's with now. So it was a real genuine, organic, authentic um, moment and song that we made together. So I really love that moment. But, again, like, like uh, I hate doing that, too. <laughs> I hate being like, dang, I don't got a favorite. You know, if it was a favorite, I would tell you. But it truly is, like, every single moment, like, served its purpose for, like, the masterpiece to me. Uh, yeah, I got to ask you this question, too. So during collaboration, Please. you can work with any haven't had a chance to work with um just you know, just yet who would that artist be hmm. i could work with any artist i haven't had the chance to um I, damn i had three names come to my head so i gotta say them all but um andre 3000 drake and erica erica by do i want to say lauren hill damn yeah, so it'll probably be Andre 3000, Drake, and I'm going to say Lauren Hill. Because yeah, enough people don't know. work as much as it's a tie between her and Erica Badu, but I'm going to say Lauren Hill. <laughs> Got it. And um, because we're still celebrating 
um, the 50th year of hip-hop. I just want to ask you this question. Um, who's on your top five list if you have a top five? Like, who's making that list for you? Ooh, I like that. Um, <laughs> hey, you can ask me anything you want, by the way. But, yeah, um, to <laughs> the 50-year anniversary of hip-hop, my top five MC list would definitely be Andre 3000, um, Jay-Z, Drake, um, Sugar Free, who's like this rapper from the West Coast that's incredible that I love. (laughs) That wouldn't be me without him. Um, and dang. Because when people say, like, top anything, I think, like, if I'm stuck on an island with an iPod, these are the only niggas I can listen to. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. people I can listen to. Right. Um, so, yeah, it Andre 3000, Jay-Z, Drake, Sugar Free, and damn. <laughs> oh, no. That's tough. I'm, I'm like, torn. You know, I want to say... I want to say Kanye based on, like, the albums and the listening experience that I'll be able to listen to, but um, I don't know if it's Kanye. I don't know if it's J. Cole. Um, uh, damn, that's Kanye, tough. That's tough. That's a, yeah, that's a tough one. I guess I'll just – I guess I'll say Kanye. Hey, right. Yeah, I'll I say mean, Kanye, though, to make it fair. Got it. Okay, so let me ask you this as well. So – with hip-hop and the hip-hop that's been put out, I know you mentioned just recently that, um, you know, there's there's obviously, you know, hip-hop to me is stagnant right now. Um, if you could say something that's missing from hip-hop at this very moment, what exactly do you feel like is missing um, with the game right now? Yeah, I love that question. Um, what I feel like is missing in the game is, As much as I want to say authenticity, it's like a piece of that, but it's not because you have a lot of artists and rappers and things. Good Lord. You have a lot of, like, rapper artists and things like that being authentic to a certain degree. Um, But I think really what it is is a true love. That's what's missing. It's like, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Brown Sugar. With um oh, yeah, Lathan and um Tay Diggs, right? And you had like most deaf who really loved loved hip hop and had a true love for it. And then you had like Ren and Ten who like them niggas was just rapping to be popping and, and say say whatever crazy shit that they could say to get known and famous and fine. That's yeah. literally what the music industry is right now. You know, you have the artists and rappers yeah. who truly, yeah, like it's literally, that shit is spot on what the music industry is right now. It has been for a while, which is just like, like I said, you got artists that love it, that truly love rap, been rapping like me. I've been rapping since I was like seven. My first rap I rapped when I was five, I've been rapping and recording songs even almost since I was like eight, seven, eight. Um, yeah. You have rappers that really study and are students of hip hop in, in the game, um, and maybe cab drivers like on <laughs> Brown Sugar. You you got because there's no there's no 
platform for that no more. You know, like, niggas don't want to hear that. Then you got rappers who, like, oh, yeah, I just started rapping eight months ago, you know, which ain't nothing wrong with that, you know what I'm saying? But they don't have that true love. You know, it's it's unfortunate. I know I'm going, like, on a little tangent now, but it's unfortunate. Like, in the music industry, the music industry is like no other profession, but specifically rap. The hip-hop industry and the hip-hop world is like no other industry because you can't just wake up one day in eight months and in eight months become a professional basketball player. You can't become a professional football player in eight months or a year and a half, two years. You can't become a professional boxer into, like, you have to put in so much work from shit, kids, AAU, all the way through high school, then to college, you know what I mean, or overseas, et cetera. Like, there's so many um, it's steps and stages that you have to get to to reach the professional level. But hip-hop is sure. so undervalued that you don't got to do none of that shit. You can be yeah. in the room, you know what I'm saying, and die it. one day because you're only rapping, y'all smoking weed in the car and be freestyling. It's like, all right, we're going to rap. The homie got a studio. We're going to do a song. And then you do a song, that shit blows up, which is dope. I love that, too, because... You know, it's helping our people that are in poverty make it out and find different ways to take care of their family. But it's also losing its essence because anyone can do it, you know, and they don't even have to be great or even relatively just good or even care because good and great is subjective. They don't even care enough about the shit and can still become, quote, unquote, professional. That's what's missing. There's no there's no standard. There's no steps and stages for people to have to take anymore to become a real hip-hop artist or MC or just, you know, any of that. It makes the game watered down because, you know, like you said, anybody could just come in and, you know. I totally agree with the answer. So watered down. Good Lord. Like, no one could just – you can't just become a singer. you got to know how to sing, yeah. even with auto-tune and shit. You know, you can't be just right. a musician if you don't know how to play the keys, if you don't know how to play the guitar, the bass, the trumpet, you know what I'm saying? You, like, you just can't, you know what I mean? You can't become a fucking plumber. You can't just wake up one day and want to be a plumber, you know what I'm saying? You can't be a teacher, you can't be a cop, you can't be so many different professions except rap. Niggas can just wake up one day and be a rapper. Like, this shit is, it makes me sick sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and but, no, you're definitely, answer though, like, you're definitely right. It's a great question, though, I am. So, yeah, thank you. Um, So, I think that's going to end our interview, uh, Price. Thank you so much uh, for taking the time out of your day to do this interview with us. And, again, happy birthday, too. I, I don't know if I was able to say that, but uh, thank you so much again for uh, doing this interview on your birthday. Nah, you definitely uh, said it. I'm super, super thankful for the gratitude. Um, you know, I, I thank you for making time and space and, like, you know, the holiday season to even want to have any kind of conversation with me. I mean, the world to me. I, I apologize for the small delay. Um, oh, no, you're and good. I look forward to, yeah, I appreciate you. And I look forward to having more conversations with you and seeing you continue to kill the game and climb. In in the media oh, yeah. space, you know, yeah, we need people that even care about the game and even care care to act conversations like you asking to be in the forefront. That's another part of why the game watered down because it ain't fire journalists and fire writers that are 
that have a love for it. You know, you got niggas who just yeah. want to post Christian Rock and Blueface fight every day. So, <laughs> no, yep. no diss to them, but it's like, yeah, so I yeah. appreciate you. I, I, um, thank you so much for that, and uh, happy holidays. Absolutely. I look forward to talking to you again, Queen. Yeah, thank you so much. Have a good one. Hey, thank you both. Ayana, I'm...